0: Recorded live. Welcome to Little Black Dress Boot Camp week number one. Today is Tuesday, January 20th, 2015, and you are entering what we call basic training reset, fuel, and activate your body. First of all, I just want to say a huge congratulations for signing up and taking some authority to get your health in order. I'm so excited that you're here. I sent an email yesterday that had three document links in it, and the links were for the Healthy Habits Food List, the three-day mini detox, and a page that you could print out if you wanted to take notes. Um, If you didn't get those or you didn't get an email from me, just let me know so that I can double-check your email address in my um, contacts to make sure it's going to the right place. But one of the other really great things is that we have a private Facebook group page for this class. So under the files, there's like a tab across the top after you see the header with the little black dress boot camp picture. There's like little words that go across the thing and one of them says files. And you can click on files and that should have all your handouts. So that should be a little um, easier for you if you don't want to dig through emails to find them or you're jumping on last minute. So it's no problem. Um, Christina's going to go ahead and she'll post them for you in case you need to click on them and save them. But the first thing that we're going to talk about today revolves around fuel. And by fuel, I mean the food that you pump into your body. Much like there's several grades of gasoline, there's different types of food that you can choose to eat. So let's break this down like unleaded octane. For discussion's sake only, let's say good old regular gasoline. This is the standard American diet. On the go, 10% of your food is, you know, home-cooked. 20% is frozen or prepackaged meals. 50% of the time, you're going through the fast food window. And 20% of the time, your family actually goes to a restaurant like Friday's, Chili's, or Applebee's. Now, most cars can run on this for a while, and then they start to see the repair bills stock up. So the next step up, if we're looking at this like gasoline, you have plus. And in that, you know, variety, you get 50% of your meals are home cooked, 20% are prepackaged or frozen, and the other 30% is some fast food or you eat at a family restaurant. Now, many cars can run a little bit longer and they have less major visits to the shop on plus. The step up from here is premium, and this consists of 80% home-cooked meals, organic, non-GMO, and possible. Only 10% are frozen pre- or pre-packaged meals, and these, these families, they don't really eat fast food, and they only eat out about 10% of the time at a family restaurant, or they go out for fine dining. This is the fuel for the Mercedes-Benz. It allows it to just purr along the highway, never looking back. All it needs is routine maintenance checkups and runs smoothly for years. In my crazy attempt with eHow.com and comparing these differences between gasoline grades, I think it gives us a chance to understand why some foods more expensive and also how different grades of nutrition can benefit your body or damage your engine. All gasoline is derived from oil. However, how the oil is treated and processed will determine the exact grade and function. Placing the correct grade of gasoline in your vehicle can keep it running smoothly and will protect the engine from unnecessary wear and tear. Much like when you fuel your body well and give it the essential vitamins and nutrients it needs, you tend to be sick less. You think clear and function at an optimum energy level. More often than not, I hear, it's so expensive to eat healthy. In some respects, that might seem to be true, but it's even more costly and expensive to be ill. Sometimes by paying up front for healthier foods that could help you maintain wellness for your body, means that it will require less doctor visits, missed work, or medications to get better. So I'm hoping as we go through these next six weeks, you'll begin to see how the benefit of being healthy truly outweighs the cost of being sick. So what levels are you operating at today? Are you regular, plus, or premium? Go ahead and let me know in the chat, or um, just, it's only one of you on the line, so Just let me know, like, what um, step you could make to improve your Octane (laughs) reading. I am at regular. Okay. Would you like to see a shift in that? Yes, I would. Do you think that that's more in home-cooked or less fast food? I think all three areas actually. Gotcha. Lisa or Christina, how about you? Unless my chat's really slow, I'm not seeing it. Oh, there's Christina. You would say plus. You don't eat out regularly, but probably more than you should. Oh, we have a guest seven. Hello, guest seven. <laughs> Lisa says she cooks almost all of her meals at home, and they rarely eat out. She doesn't buy much processed foods, but she doesn't eat organic. Okay. Hey, guest seven. Tell me your name if you get a minute. It would <laughs> be great. Oh, hi, Donnie. How are you? I'm glad you're here. Challenged at the moment. We're all challenged, Dottie, so don't you worry. <laughs> all right, um, I've created the Healthy Habit Food List. is a guide to help you fuel your body as a premium vehicle. Okay, this is a list made up mostly of whole foods and some key supplements. When I say whole foods, I mean foods that are alive, natural foods, including protein, grains, vegetables, fruits, nuts, seeds, and different beans. Whole foods are foods that have not been processed and thus keep all the components of their original natural state, meaning they're fiber rich and they're full of vitamins and minerals. They come in their natural form. So this would be like buying a container of fresh strawberries in the produce department versus a strawberry cereal bar that comes in a package out of a box. And then, on top of that, you have the opportunity to add in superfoods. So they have even higher levels of nutrients. And these are foods like leafy greens, including kale, spinach, Swiss chard, blueberries, and quinoa. Now, you can even combat your sweet tooth with sweet vegetables and fruits, such as sweet potatoes, carrots, beets, oranges, bananas, dates, and berries. And we're going to learn all. A lot more about that on next week's call. So the challenge at hand for you in this food list is for you to start moving toward a whole foods eating plan. So please hear me. I didn't say you have to go and throw out everything in your freezer in your pantry. I said move towards a whole foods eating plan. So be mindful of the fuel you're putting in the tank. Read your labels and consider understanding what's in the foods that you eat. Can you pronounce the ingredients? Do you know what all the ingredients are? So when you're looking on that package, can you pronounce the words that are listed under the ingredients section? Do you know what every single item is that you're eating or putting into your body or putting on your kid's plate? Um, If not, I just want to encourage you to get familiar with where they come from and what is in them. Um, I really, really, truly believe that awareness is the first step and kind of understanding, like, this process. Um, and that's why you have the journal. So you can keep, like, a little bit of a list in your journal to know which foods you're eating and, like, what are the ingredients in there that you may or may not know that you can go back and check and look them up later. Um, but there's so many foods available to us. So I like to give you choices. Pick the foods on the list that you enjoy and try to be open to trying something new once a week. This is not an all-encompassing list, but the foods that are listed here should help you trim your waistline, decrease inflammation, and regulate your blood sugar that will minimize your cravings. And I tend to be of the school of thought, if you can minimize your cravings, you're gonna make better choices, and therefore you'll cut out a lot of the stuff that you would normally eat. Plus, by writing it down, you're forced to think through that process of knowing, I've got to put this in my journal. Um, So just little tips and tools along the way to help you be successful in what your goals are. So a key when using the food list will be to pick a protein, a vegetable, and a healthy fat for each meal. And then you can add in your whole grains and your fruit as you would like. Now, I try to keep this really simple, and I saute your Grow My Animal Protein then steam, grill, or saute my vegetables in the fat that I would use for that meal and adding spices or fresh herbs um, that I might be in the mood for. If you'd like to get fancy um, and you like to use recipes and be really creative in the kitchen, which I do enjoy, but on a regular day-to-day, it's just a piece of salmon and some broccoli and (laughs) some quinoa or (laughs) something, um... If you use most paleo recipes or blood sugar solution recipes or Mediterranean diet recipes, they work great for a whole um, a whole food plan. And it's just you could go and look at um, mediterraneandiet.com or the blood sugar solution com and then there must be, hundreds of different paleo sites that you can go to and also see a lot of different recipes that you can use that pull the ingredients together for you if you just don't want to have a piece of meat and a starch and a vegetable on your plate. You want it to be more fun and mixed up. (laughs) And throughout here, we'll talk about different recipes and we'll give you links to my Pinterest and um, there's lots of really great things that I've already posted over there. So please be using your healthy healthy living journal to track foods you're eating and how your body is responding to the choices that you've made. This is going to be important as you move forward so that you can incorporate the foods that give you energy and eat less of the ones that make you feel like you need a nap in the middle of the afternoon. So, and what I mean by that, like in the middle of your journal where it says, like, how much food did you eat or what time of day it was and were you hungry and did this satisfy you this on the far right that that part about satisfaction was is really like is there another like is there a choice you could have made that might have been better did this like fill you up and satisfy you or were you hungry five minutes later um did it give you of energy were you able to get all of your things done that you wanted to get done in the day, or did you have to really sit down and take a break on the couch? Um, Those are the kind of things you want to be listing there because we want to see how your body is responding, what different choices you might make to having more foods that give you energy and lift you up during the day. And then we have a question in the chat. Are there recipes that have three or less ingredients? Well, Dottie, there probably are many that have three or less ingredients um and we can talk a little bit on your one-on-one about um different recipes that might be quick and easy i know like you're pressed for time and that that makes it a lot simpler if it's just a little bit of stuff that you need to make it happen but daddy you can do this um like seriously, like when I say I have salmon and I have bean broccoli, you could have brown rice or quinoa or another kind of starch with that if you wanted. You don't even have to have starch at all. Sometimes I just have a big green salad and tomatoes and my salmon on top of that. So it can kind of just be whatever's in your 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 refrigerator. Yeah, and I understand you cook for one, so... Sometimes what's nice about that, Dottie, is that if you don't mind leftovers to cook enough one night that you can have it for two or three nights or for lunch the next day so that you don't feel like you're slaving away in the kitchen for um, yourself, but that you're still able to give yourself the proper nutrition that you need um, to be successful and to have lifelong wellness. So are there any more questions on the food list before we move to the next part? All right. So now that you're ready to fuel your body for optimum energy, let's use that energy to move our vehicle. The second topic for this week is exercise. Yes, this is boot camp. However, I'm not going to be the drill sergeant that says drop and give me 20. But please understand the importance of exercise. If you want to look and feel your best, you need to bust the move girls. Have you ever heard the expression, use it or lose it? It's true. If you don't use your body, you will surely lose it. Your muscles will become flabby and weak. Your heart and lungs won't efficiently, I'm sorry, <clears throat> efficiently function. Their joints will be stiff and easily injured. Some folks over at HealthDiscovery.net say that inactivity can be as much of a health health risk for us as smoking. Our bodies were meant to move. They actually crave exercise. I'm so sorry, but it's true. Regular exercise is necessary for physical fitness and good health. It reduces the risk of heart disease, cancer, blood pressure, high blood pressure, diabetes, and other diseases. It can improve your appearance and delay the aging process. And I know I want that. (laughs) The benefits of any exercise program will diminish if it's disrupted too frequently. So a start-stop routine is not only ineffective, but it can also cause injuries. Being consistent with exercise, therefore, is probably the most important factor in achieving your desired results. Now, people often assume that more is better. Wrong. Doing too much too soon or performing intense exercise on a daily basis can have a negative effects, such as muscle strain, loss of lean tissue, and fitness-level plateaus. If you are new to exercise, start out with some light cardio or stretching. Cardio is aerobic exercise, so walking jogging, swimming, rowing, bicycling. If you're a beginner, start off slower than you think you should. Three days a week is realistic, safe, and effective, starting at about 20 minutes and working up from there. Now, if you're extremely experienced in exercise, you could probably handle five days a week, but you really don't need to train more than 60 minutes a session. Um, I... So a little personal sidebar here is I used to have I have this goal that I'd love to be in the gym working out five days a week. The reality of my working out in the gym is typically that I get there three days a week. Now, sometimes four. But I live defeated so often because my goal was five and I was only getting there, three. And three is definitely a good amount of time to be at the gym for about an hour a time, um, doing a little bit of weight and a little bit of cardio, or sometimes I would just be doing cardio for, you know, maybe 40 minutes or an hour. Um, So you don't have, like, that's the crazy thing is you don't have to kill yourself in the gym, especially when you're looking at the nutrition that you're putting into your body. You can't exercise your way out of a bad diet. So It's great to pair your nutrition with your workout so that you're getting the desired results that you are looking for in the time that you have to um, dedicate to them. If you're going to do weight training, you want to really kind of do your weight training three times a week. And you target your muscle groups on opposite days. So your muscles need to kind of rest so like let's say say today you're going to do arms and then the next day you would work out your legs and then the next day you could work out arms or you could do your back just so that you're not working out the same muscle group every single day like that guy in the gym that you see that's bursting and all of his muscles are huge and his veins are popping out and he's just doing curls and curls and curls and curls and that's like all he does the whole time he's at the gym Um, that's that's not the most beneficial way for you to spend your time there Um, but just allow your body the adequate time that it needs to recover because when you're training and you're tired and you're sore all the time you're going to kind of work against your body and we want our bodies to work with us and you can find um i think that christina will post the link up there for um my Pinterest workout page. So there's a lot of different exercises that you can do from home in a chair. You can have a band if you have bands. If not, there's plenty of things. You can use soup cans to do curls or water bottles to do tricep kickbacks. But there's a lot of different exercises out there that you can be doing um, just from home. You know, and if you haven't done weight training before, I recommend that you get a trainer or watch some videos to get started. YouTube has tons of videos. Proper form and technique will help maximize your effort and minimize your injuries. Just so you know, each Friday on the Kimberly Kate Facebook page, you can find me working out with my trainer, showing you exercises, talking over the safety tips, and the different modifications for all fitness levels. So... um, that is something that you can even see me. I, you'll laugh at some of the videos because I, <laughs> I don't do all my exercises exactly right yet. I'm still doing some modifications on them. And there's a question here from Lisa. That says, is weight training or cardio more beneficial in weight loss? They kind of go hand in hand, Lisa. Um, weight training is great because you're gonna turn, you're going to turn fat into muscle And cardio is considered a fat burner. So you're going to burn fat. You're going to build muscle, which burns more fat, and then cardio in itself is a fat burner. So if you can do them together, like a little bit of weight and a little bit of cardio, they're going to work in conjunction to overall lean out your body. In the beginning, just so you know, me personally, In the beginning, I only did cardio. Um, I was walking, and then we trained to run a 5K, and we did that. And it wasn't until after all of the 5K and everything else that I started adding in some weight training, got a trainer and started in doing some weight weight training. And now it's about 50-50 or 75-25. I lift more weight than I do cardio. And everybody's different, so you just want to kind of see what works best for you. Oh, and Christina, always stretch. She knows from experience. Your muscles get tight and start pulling on things, and then it starts to hurt. Yes, that's, that's right next in my, in my note, too. It says, by all means, please don't forget to stretch. <laughs> Many people forget to stretch or make the excuse they don't have time. Flexibility is very important. So make the time. Stretching can be done every day, but stick to a minimum of three times a week in order to reap the benefit. And it, you know, I know, like, they used to teach us to warm up and stretch before you're actually doing exercises. But now, like, if you take, like, a five-minute, take five minutes and do your walking or do whatever you're going to do and then kind of stop and stretch you'll be able to stretch longer, once your body's warmed up a little bit or do some jumping jacks or something to kind of warm up your body or do your stretching at the end of your workout session. And you're going to want to do five to 10 stretches that target the major muscle groups that you've actually worked out and the ones that were supporting you through your workout and hold each stretch for 10 to 30 seconds. You can also um, find some of those on my Pinterest page as well. So let me know in the chat or unmute your line what you're going to do to boost your exercise and help make it a habit. I've had a partner that I've walked with two times a week, and I'm going to start going at least another day by myself, if not two. Ooh, that's great. Walking is really great. And Lisa, I think you had a, something in here, and you were going to plan on walking but find some light weight training to do, sure. And then some stretches and walking. This is Christina. Sooner or later, you'll want to add some weight. Yeah, Lisa. And some of that, you may not even need weight. Um, there's so many exercises that all you need now is your body and a flat surface. So you can do push-ups on the wall or you can sit in a chair or do wall sits. Um, or sit on a bench and just lower your body down to do the triceps, which is the back of your arm. It's kind of like I tell people it's my grandma wave, like that thing that kind of flaps when I'm waving my arm. Like that's your triceps that works on that. And you just use your body resistance against it. So don't, you don't have to rush into weights. There's so many different exercises you can do just using your body weight. And Christina says she joined the Y and they are swimming every other day. And she's going to add in some more. That's great, Christina. Cool. All right, we talked about the fuel to put in your body and some of the ways to activate your body. So now let's chat about resetting your body. After you spend several days this week experimenting with whole foods, cutting down on sugar and caffeine, we are going to implement a mini detox. Now, please be mindful to check your caffeine and your sugar intake today. And then for every day, so Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you're going to want to try to cut down by at least half each day. So today, if you had coffee or you had a Coke, um, you want to try tomorrow like to have half of your coffee decaffeinated or your soda decaffeinated, caffeine-free, and then the next day you want even half of that and then half of that Um, because what will happen Sunday when we start the detox, it will allow you to have minimal detox side effects. So if next Monday morning, you guys, and I'm not trying to scare you, I'll be doing this detox with you also. So We'll all be doing it together. Oh, Lisa started doing her half cast today. Awesome! You are one step ahead of us. <laughs> I didn't have any decaf coffee, so in my house, and I really wanted coffee, so I had I had full caffeine today. Um, <clears throat> but normally, I only drink decaf. But no, that's great. So the other thing you want to look at are what kind of sugary snacks have you been eating or any kind of treats. And let's try to, you know, swap those out for healthier options like fruit or veggies, like fresh cut up veggies and hummus or at least a more natural form of sugar like switch to honey or maple syrup um, just to start kind of weaning yourself off. But I created the 3-Day Detox to help you reset your body. It should help you shed water weight and get you ready to combat the sugar bugs and the missiles coming at you next week because next week is all about sugar, where it lurks, where it hides, um, putting you on high alert to be able to um, eliminate that from places where it just shouldn't ever be hiding. The strategy is to help you step down gradually over three days and not just put you on straight liquids from the beginning. So the first day you're gonna start with juice and fruit and nuts and um and I was really surprised by this. It actually helped curb my sugar cravings to have the fruit in the fruit juice and the nuts and I was surprised because I thought it would be the opposite. So by eliminating caffeine and drinking water is also very important. I know that you probably never consider, you know, all the things that you would eat, but what's going to happen once you start eliminating sugar or being cognizant of what's in something and maybe trying to pick something else? Like, sugar is going to kind of start screaming from you from all over. It's going to be like, oh, you see something, it's going to go, eat me, eat me. Um, but please resist the temptation to indulge. The last time I did this detox, I lost about five pounds, and it's just three days. So keep in mind that we're all unique and we may have different levels of success with this type of detox. I really encourage you to message me or post in our private Facebook group any questions that you have as you go through these three days. Now, one thing I want to point out, on day three, we consume bone broth for two meals. I'm mentioning this to you now because I like to recommend you make your own because then you know it's pure and there are no um, additional sides in there. It takes a little time to cook that goodness out of the bone. So I included a recipe on the detox page that you can do overnight in a crock pot. I think it's the easiest recipe I've ever found to make it. And it might sound horrible or terrible to you, but it is nourishing and good for your body, you're really not going to regret the time it takes to get your Crock-Pot out. Now, if you're vegetarian or this whole bone broth thing completely freaks you out, you can cook up some homemade vegetable stock with your favorite veggies or, you know, you can buy beef broth or vegetable broth or stock at the grocery store and use that. Um, No, it's not only liquid for three days. Um, The first day is just like normal, really clean eating meals. And if you guys get to a point where you don't think you can, you know, you don't want to do the detox, that's fine. It's not mandatory. Um, Eat what feels good to you, but just know, we're, you know, this is just kind of one of those things. So if you've never tried the detox, you can try it. It's a real safe environment. It's based on whole food nutrition. There's no tricks there's no special supplements to take um but it's just something that's worked for me and it's worked for several other people and so I like to share it with you but the first day it's really just about clean eating Dottie so we have a lean protein we have a green salad and different things like that Um, Lisa, you can decide about your caffeine. You have the question here, are you going to cut it out permanently or only for the detox? You can cut it out permanently if you wish, or you can just do it for the detox, or you can see how you feel um, with it once you've taken it out. So part of this awareness is that once you clean up your diet and you're eating pure food without a lot of pesticides and a lot of different Things in there like MSG or high-fructose corn syrup, which are more things that we are going to discuss over the course of the class, Um, you'll see how it is, like, once you remove those and then if you get a dose of those and you don't realize you get a dose of those, how your body reacts to them being in your food. And then there's a next question here that says, are the broth that you buy at the store salty? Some are salty. Are there a more natural kind? If you look at the labels, like this is something that we're all going to get really used to. If you look at the labels in the grocery store on the broth, right, and you look, they typically have chicken broth that's low-sodium. When you look at the low-sodium chicken broth versus the regular chicken broth, the low-sodium chicken broth is going to have sugar in it. And some broths or stocks have sugar in them anyways. But the low-sodium version is going to have more sugar. so Or the low-fat version is going to have more sugar because they're pulling out the satiating thing, the fat in it, and just filling it up with sugar so that it tastes good. Now, if you can for the detox, I would recommend trying an organic vegetable broth, chicken broth or beef broth, but if you're going to purchase it... Um, just because then you'll get more the purity of it like you would if you were making it straight from the bones. because you'll be sure that it doesn't have any MSG. So another big indicator, MSG is also known as yeast extract. And so it's a flavorizer, but it has some crazy stuff to it that we'll talk about um we'll talk about in our week when we talk about controversial ingredients. And yes, I carry Kroger carries organic broth. They even um carry it in the Kroger brand, that Simple Truth brand. They have the Simple Truth organic stock. Yes, they do. All right. So, everyone, keep in really close contact as we're going through the detox. Talk to us about how you're feeling. Um, You know, you could have some side effects like a headache, like a slight headache, or just feel a little bit woozy, or you may even feel like you're coming down with a cold. Um, Generally, that's a detox symptom. So generally, after a couple of days, you'll feel better than you felt in a long time, but you have to get through a couple of days of not maybe feeling 100%. A few other things to note. You really want to be sure you're you're sleeping. Um, if you can get seven to eight hours of sleep each night while you're doing the detox, it'll be key so that your body is actually resting and resetting itself overnight. So the hormone receptors, the leptin and the gremlin in your body can be adequately stored. So the leptin, that's what triggers your cravings, and the ghrelin is what keeps it under control. So you replenish those key things by sleep. It would also be really beneficial for you to take a detox bath each of the three evenings an hour before bedtime. So you can use um, that little sample detox bath salt packet that I sent you. If you haven't used it yet, you can use it one of the nights of your um, detox. And I can either, um, you can buy some more of those on KimberlyKate.com or if you're local, just message me and I can get you some more of those. Or you can just make your own um, Epsom salt bath, throw in a little bit of baking, soda, the Arm and Hammer, like baking soda, that orange box, just put some of that in there. And then if you have essential oil, um, you can put a couple of drops in there as well. I use lavender oil in the um, bath salt samples that I sent you guys. And so pretty much that is our action-packed week one. Basic training recap actions are to upgrade the fuel you're putting in your tank by using the Healthy Habits Food List. Number two is to start moving your body at least three times a week and to complete your three-day detox in the next seven days. Now, the key for the detox is to kind of start that on Sunday and then do that Sunday and Monday and Tuesday. We'll meet here next Tuesday in the middle, like, end of the detox so we can kind of talk about what everyone's experiencing. Um, If you need to start it a day earlier or you need to start it a day later, there's no legalism in this class. You do it at at will and as you want. Um, But just so that we can kind of be together in it and all experiencing similar things and we can talk about it. So I told you this would be pretty fast and furious, but we're needing to build momentum to get ready for that battle that's out there in front of us. So thanks for your time today. And um, does anyone have any more questions before we wrap up our session? Thanks, Christina, for posting those points. Is there anything that um, anyone wants to ask that we didn't cover today? If anybody feeling overwhelmed right now? I can help take any of your in help put you at ease or feel some of that in anxiety. All right. Well, if you guys don't have any questions, then we will call it a wrap. I will get um this recording out to you via email and we'll also I think I can post it I should be able to also post it in the file but if I can't you'll definitely get an email recap of um with this in there and what your action steps for the week are so please you guys use the private Facebook group I'll be checking in with you there just give me a heads up on how you're doing a one-line response is fine Um, But just know that I am cheering you on, and I'm here if you need me. So reach out at any time. So thanks so much, and I will talk with you soon. Bye, guys.